When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's a great pleasure to be with you on July 4th weekend. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Join us during the week. Please, Fox Business Network. The name of the show is Kudlow. Mondays through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. 4 to 5 p.m. every day. Can't make it at 4 Just text your favorite nine-year-old, and she'll show you how to DVR the show. And here, you can reach us and listen to us on the Internet, live streaming, LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com, all around the country and the world, throughout the solar system and the Milky Way. And it's now time to do some stock market work. And it was a joyous week for stocks. Wow. Dow Jones up 680 points. NASDAQ up 295 points. The NASDAQ is up 31.7% year-to-date. The S&P 500 is up 15.9% year-to-date. Those are big numbers. Let's bring in Nancy Tengler, CEO and CIO of Laffer Tengler Investments, and Jim Urio, Director of TJM Institutional Services, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness Kids, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of gains in the stock market, Nancy Tangler. These are big numbers. And the year to date, through June 30th, right, we're now halfway through the year. Can this rally last? <laughs> um, I, well, listen, I think we need to take a break uh, for a, a bit. Um, this, the run-up with the NASDAQ at 32% effectively, as you just pointed out, just on a year-to-date basis, never mind off the bottom in October, I, I think um, – the market will probably uh, begin – well, it is going to begin focusing on earnings. And so I think we'll start to see some volatility, lack of volume, which will drive that. But I'm still – you know, I think we entered a bull market in uh, in October. And I, and I think it continues, just not at this pace necessarily. Yeah, well, go on from there. So what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good intro, but I mean, what happens next? <laughs> I think I think you need to be – look, if you stand still in this business, you get run over. So what we did was, as you know, we added risk back into our portfolios in fall. So we that's technology and consumer discretionary. And now we've been trimming back those names because they've obviously appreciated quite a bit. And we've been shifting into industrials mostly, added a little bit to financials. But we, we think, um, you know, we'll see the ISM manufacturing PMI on Monday. So that, that will be um, important. But we think that the manufacturing PMIs are bottoming, and that's historically always been a good time um, to buy industrials. So I, I think there's places to make money in this market for, for some time. Jim Urio, the last... No, no, I'm sorry. Jim Urio, the last week, energy up almost 5%, materials, commodities up 4%, industrials 3.9%, 
Those are economic-sensitive stocks. So what does that tell you about the economy? Or what does that tell well, you about anything, Jim Urio? Well, the economy is surprising to the upside. And, you know, like for the last, I don't know, call it six, eight months, I've been like kind of a cautious bull, but my bull thesis was based on the Fed flipping and adding liquidity. So I was more bullish things like gold and silver, and I've been walloped on those. So I, I, I was wrong on that. I'm still, by the way, I'm still a believer in that. Um, I think that... The, the, it's amazing the numbers that have come in that to me seem like they should have been cracking. But again, you know, the recession people have been wrong. And again, I was way wrong. I, I won't back away from that at all. But I still think I'm just early. Twos to tens is still trading at negative 103. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's wonderful. It went, you know, first went negative back in July. The recession generally happens, you know, 12 to 18 months. We're right in the, uh, the key time now to start seeing recessionary pressures. I believe that's still going to happen, and I believe the Fed is going to flip, but now I'm pushing that out further. But the stock market keeps rallying anyway, so I guess I don't know what the heck I'm talking about right now. Well, I wouldn't go that far, not know what you're talking about. Timing well, I was a, right on the direction, but I was right for the wrong reason. Timing is everything in life, <laughs> yes. okay. And there's still $2 trillion extra that has been thrown into the economy that's legacy from from the uh, you know the COVID stimulus, and I think that's what's pushing stocks higher, and I think it could still. Yeah, well, um, we're not going to get the student loan stimulus that Joe Biden wanted, so there's that. Uh, Nancy Tengler, um, just talking about the Fed and interest rates, um, Jay Powell was, you know, very tough at this European conference, I don't know that the stock market is looking at that or cares at that. The bond market, however, it's interesting. Uh, The 10-year was up 10 bips. 10 years back to 384, which is interesting to me. As Jim Urio said, the curve is still uh, steeply inverted. But the 10-year is back up, and I don't know, that might have had something to do with J-PAL or not, but he's not going to relent. They're going to raise rates a couple times more. Uh, core inflation is still four to five percent. That's you know twice or more than the Fed's two percent target. How do you read that, Nancy Tangler? Yeah, that this is one of the, mis- the great mysteries of this this current period. Uh, I I agree with Jim for the most part, and I think what he's saying is supported by negative leading economic indicators for the last twelve months. But I also think there's distortion in the yield curve, and I don't think the market is paying much attention. Um, to, to the esteemed chairman. Uh, and, and I think part of that is because we're closer to the end than the beginning, obviously. Mm. And also because he's been very, very wrong. And he never sort of acknowledges when he's wrong. He just makes more statements. I think I mentioned to you last time I was on, I, I wrote a piece called... Time Good on, Nancy. I love it. That is fabulous. No, no. He just makes more statements. Nancy, that is true for every senior bureaucrat in the United States government. Political appointees, civil servants, regulators. No, no, you're never wrong. You just make more statements. That is the most insightful thing I've heard in months. Well... I, it's so, but I do think the market's going to be focused on earnings. And uh, I'll, I'll just say one more thing about the Fed. Uh, we, we published a piece entitled, uh, It's Time to Replace the Fed with Chat GPT. And <laughs> it was, the reason for that is that generative AI learns, and this Fed maybe hasn't learned so much over <laughs> the last couple of years. But um, I, I think earnings are going to be critical. You know, a- analysts had them at negative 7.5% for the first quarter. They were actually up 3%. And so I think what we'll, we'll be getting a lot of information, and that, and that's why we're not 
we're still overweight technology because the cloud total addressable market, never mind AI, which is just in pregame warm-up, but the mm. cloud total addressable market um, ex- expected to be $3 trillion, uh, by 2026, mm. and we haven't even pen- benefit- penetrated 50% of that total addressable market. So I think these stocks um, have a long way to go, especially so, since the baby boomers aren't going to ever come back to work. Uh, except for this one. I never stopped working. <laughs> Me too. And don't intend to. I say uncle for the right price. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, sure. So does that mean you just keep buying tech? I think on weakness you do. I, I mean, you have to be careful. You know, they're not at uh, bubble multiples, but they're they're high, and so earnings do need to catch up in some cases. But you know, a name like Microsoft is not super expensive, and you're going to get exposure to not only generative AI but cloud among other things. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we're we're overweighted. We've been trimming. If the if we get a sell off, we'll be back in because I think this is a this is a long secular tailwind. Mm-hmm. For Jim, Jim Uriel, what's your interest rate outlook? What and what do you think's going on with the ten year back to three eighty four? Okay, well, the first thing, and I, I would say, and I've said a bunch of times, if Chairman Powell had every intention of continuing raising rates, which I actually now believe he does, he would con- he would keep saying that to try to keep the deferred contracts from starting price and neutrality reasons. If he had no idea what he was doing, he'd say the same thing. If he had every intention of stopping now, he would still say the same thing because he doesn't want to lose control of deferred rates. So I don't think it matters. That being said, I think now one more rate, um, one more rate hike, and then it's done. I think that we don't know where the next shoe is going to uh, going to drop. I just don't. I don't think he's going to keep pushing rates higher beyond it. I think if we all, if the three of us sat here and said, "What's the neutral rate? Are we above the neutral rate?" All three of us would say yes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so like now, it's just a matter of a waiting game. So, if we, if you believe like I believe that much of the drawdown inflation we've seen is the healing of supply chains, the somewhat stopping of the government injecting money into people's accounts despite the to student loan thing, whatever. And now we're just starting to see the effects of the rate hikes, which the rate hikes are very weird anyway. Like in the real estate market, they went up so fast that they actually had almost the, the opposite effect because they choked supply because nobody wanted to part ways with their 2.5% mortgage, and that's, I think that's still the case. But I still I think that if he goes one more, I do think there was a recession within the next, um, call it five months. Some of the, the data that looks good, particularly in the labor market, I think when you pick it apart, doesn't look that great. And then I think, paradoxically, that could be another tailwind for stocks as Mm -hmm. maybe the Fed starts to talk about neutrality or pivot. The 30-year mortgage rate is 7. I have it at 7.17%, call it 7.2%. It backed up 11 basis points this week. On the other hand, the S&P 500 Home Builders Index, are you ready for this? It's up 42% this year. 42%. 42%. Okay. This is an, an, a slowing economy, all right, with a pretty high interest rate relative to the last 15 years, and yet home builders are up 42%. Like, what does that mean, Nancy Tangler? I, don't, I mean, either of you. I mean, to me, that's, um, shall we say, a conundrum. Yeah. Well, it means that people are buying new homes. And because there's nothing available on the market, and you knew that, so I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But 
I, I, I think um, many people were surprised by it. We, we happily accidentally owned a couple of um, the home builders, so that was mm. a happy surprise. But I don't think anybody really expected the, 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 the really strong appreciation in those names. But if you can't buy a, an existing home, and they're providing incentives uh, to offset higher mortgage rates, and that's really what's what's driven, uh, I think, individuals into the the new home market, and that's helped the stocks immensely. Yeah. There's a lot of levers to pull. You know, Jim Uriel, I don't want you to despair on the recession call, because if you go back to the New York Fed yield curve model, which as you noted, is steeply inverted, it is showing a seventy-one percent probability of recession in the next 12 months. <clears throat> and I just don't want to let that pass because that model has an excellent, excellent uh, track record of predicting recessions. So my question to you and to Nancy is going to be, what's your outlook for the second half of the year? The second half of the year begins to discount the first half of next year. Jim Uriel, what do you think? So I've had to come to Jesus moment because when some of the, the things that are economically sensitive started rallying, I was like, well, no, this, this goes into conflict with what my thesis is, that there's such comings. But I think the point of it was is that some of them were beaten down so badly thinking that the recession was, was going to be bad and it was imminent. Now that we've pushed it out a little bit, things like the Russell, things like, well, you know, technology is obviously screaming. But if you take away the Magnificent Seven, I like the rest of technology. I like the Russell, and I like things again like copper, silver. You know, gold. I'm confused on. Technically, it had a nice bounce off that 1900 level, and it looks good. And I'm long it, but I don't really know why I'm long it. Those other things I can make a, a bit of a I, I can make a bit of a case for, but I can't make a case for the fact what 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 was my base case was that by now the Fed would have flipped. So I was totally wrong about that. And didn't unfortunately didn't lose much money. But those are the things I really like. I also like some of the boring things like healthcare. I like energy as well in the second half. Um, you know, and again, economically sensitive. So maybe it was just beaten down too much. <clears throat> second half, Nancy Tangler. Yeah, Larry. I I, I um I think Jim's. I love this comment. I don't know why I own it. I, I say that to myself all the time. <laughs> I just never say it on the air. Um, <laughs> um, I I think that you know. Earnings growth is going to be in the low teens next year, and the market, it, I think, has already somewhat anticipated that. But I think you will get a rally going into the close. I just don't think it's going to be at the torrid pace we've seen in the first half. One of my one of our theses is that inflation is going to come down more than than many expect. And I, I listened to John earlier in your show, and, and I know he's right a lot, but I, I actually disagree with him on that. And I think it, it, there are a lot of reasons. But if you look at May CPI, Larry, forty it was up zero point four four percent. Ninety-nine percent of that was shelter, used cars, and car insurance, mm. and we we know that those have begun to turn over. And the super core came in, you know, at at zero point one percent, which is something the Fed watches. And so I think, and we're dropping off June of last year, which was the peak. So I think that's also going to be bullish for stocks because they've managed through the most difficult part. Margins actually went up slightly, though they're down from the than the high levels that we saw last year. So I think there's, you know, it matters what you own. But I think you do want to have exposure uh, to stocks and some of the commodities that Jim mentioned, and that's what we're doing for our clients. Most well, commodities, commodities have been very soft. CRB is soft. Goldman Sachs is soft. 
the curve is inverted. The leading indicators are down. Actually, I think they're down something like 14 straight months. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not. It's, it's it's a mixed bag. I think it's very difficult to figure out. Mixed bag. Um, Jim Uriel, would you touch bank stocks here? I actually would. I was just looking at the charts, and again, this is this is strictly technical for me, and I guess it's because banks were, were uh, you know pounded pretty hard, and now they have room to run on the upside. Particularly if it, we live in a bailout nation and nobody has to worry about uh, anything because the Fed's going to come into the rescue, which is a bad reason to like them. But I do actually like bank stocks. Yes. Yeah, Nancy, you like bank stocks too. Um, yeah, we're, we're underweight, but we did recently add to PNC, uh, and we initiated a position in Visa, which is a different, obviously, kind of financial. I, I'm, I'm more interested in the other cyclical names, but I think you can make money from here for sure. They're all raised, they all announced dividend increases, I think, yesterday after they passed the stress test. So you're getting paid to wait, and that's always, and you're getting a growing dividend, good hedge against inflation. I think you have to own them. We're just not overweight. Well, that's why I asked, because they did pass their stress tests and so forth and so on. Um, so I just wondered about that. I mean, the big banks had a great week. Let's see, Wells Fargo up 5%, J.P. Morgan up almost 5%, Bank of America 3.5%. Not Citigroup. Citigroup was flat. But um, the KBW Bank Index, 3.4%. I mean, banks used to be an indicator of the economy, so I don't know. This looks like a healthy bank stock story, and therefore it could be a healthier-than-we-expect economy. But I don't know. I mean, um, bonds, uh, Jim Urio, corporate bonds, junk bonds, for example, how far out would you go on the risk uh, curve? I have no real interest in them right now. I want to add something. Something you just said encapsulates my whole thesis, by the way. You said it's not as bad as we thought it was, and that's why. So it's like we're not expanding into this, this great world. Um, it's just not as bad as we thought it was. But I'm not that I'm not a, that interested. If the recession's coming, I don't think I want any corporates at this point in time. All right. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nancy Taylor and Jim Urio. Terrific stuff, kids. Happy July 4th weekend. Folks, quick... We're going to do some money in politics on the other side with Liz Peake and Steve Moore. I'm Kudlow. Please stay with us. Mm-hmm.